if you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, I want to, to speak to you about the church. The church, the body. Amen. Somebody said the church. The body. And today I, I'm, I'm speaking some things out of my heart because I really believe that there's some things that, that need to be articulated better and need to be spoken clearer because I really believe that God has blessed us with one of the most amazing churches. Like faith pleases God. I like the pastor. The pastor's a good guy. You know, the, the, the pastor's wife is beautiful. She is awesome. I mean, I'm, our praise and worship, those guys are, are good. The people here at this church, I mean, I mean, they're not just kind. They're like that overly kind, you know, like, like okay, you're smiling too much. I like everything about this church. I like everything about this ministry. And I understand I'm biased, but I think we got the best church in the Rio Grande Valley. This is just like the most amazing church. And this church loves God. I mean, I mean, you see people walking that couldn't walk in this church. I mean, they literally stop everything just to pray for the sick in this church. Healed of cancer, this one right here. People get healed of cancer in this church. I mean, how amazing is that? And, and, and you know, I want to tell you the truth. I, I mean, I say this, but it's true. When a lot of you came, you guys were so ugly, but you look so pretty now. Because, you, you know, the, the life of sin, it just makes you ugly. But I see you when you come, it's like that, that, that weight of sin lifts. And, it, I mean, every one of you got like supernatural facelifts. I mean, things just start, it's like Holy Ghost Botox. You just look better. You look better. I mean, you're healthy and strong and, and happy. I mean, we got the best church. I like this church. I love this church. I was talking to somebody today, uh, this week, and, uh, and it was part of, you know, they have this a service that they try to offer to churches and about helping them grow the church and being more efficient ministry. And they asked me a question. They asked me a question. They said, what do you consider success as a pastor? What do you consider success? And uh, I said, well, that's a great question. And, I, and as I began to answer it, I started to think, you know what? I'm not talking about this enough in the church. Because what does victory look like to us as a church? And so I want to just speak about that. I want to talk about the church, the body. Amen. And we're going to grow together. Amen. If you can, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, we're going to begin in verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. It says, for as the body is one and as many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not 
an eye, I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, everybody say members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. And if they, are, if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Amen. So it's talking about the church as a body. So if you want to see what the church should look like. Some of you might be the, 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 the pinky toe. Another person might be the foot. You can't have the pinky toe without the foot. Can you? Some, some of you might be the hand and say, oh, look at me. I'm the hand. Look how good. I could grab things. I'm the hand. But the hand can't exist without the elbow, without the arm. I mean, God didn't make you like this, did he? And so the, the church, we are a body. And we all have needs and wants and, and functions in the body. And what I love about the body is if my head itches, I could go like this. The hand has the capability of scratching my head. Amen? If I'm walking and a dog shows up, my foot could go like that. My leg could go. It has the capability of kicking. Amen? Or if, if I meet someone and I, I need to tell them something, oh, I got a mouth. I can speak. Right? But how good is your speech if you didn't have a tongue? How good is fingers without the hand? How good, how good is, is, is uh, the heart if there's no body to function and flow into? And so every one of us are needed in the body. There are no wasted body parts. None of you have woken up and said, you know what? I don't like my pinky. I think I'm going to get rid of my pinky. I mean, this pinky finger right here. It's smaller than the other. I got, I got 
I got eight more fingers here. I could just get rid of these pinkies. I'm getting rid of this pinky. I'm getting rid of the pinky. And you get rid of the pinky, and then next thing you know, you have a scratch in your ear. I needed a pinky all along. There's something up the nose. I mean, every part is needed. It's needed in the body. Can you think of a part of the body that's not needed? Just say, you know, let's just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Even some people complain about their hair. Listen, if we were living in a society without air conditioning, you'd be thanking God for hair. That sun, I mean, you would have red head all the time. I'm sorry, Scott. Didn't mean to go there. Didn't mean to go there. Just didn't, didn't mean to love you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank God for hats. Thank God for hats. <laughs> May the Lord bless you with hair in Jesus' name. Create a miracle in the name of Jesus. I, I've seen that happen, too. Some of you got extra hair. It's just, talk to my brother over there. Receive the anointing of growth. <laughs> but every one of our body parts is needed. Nobody's wasted in the kingdom of God. As a church, we are a body. Every one of us have a purpose. I might have a purpose of preaching, but you might have a purpose of encouragement. You might have a purpose of discipleship. You might have a purpose of, of prayer. You might have a purpose of service. Every one of us is needed for the church to grow. And what is growth? What is growth? When I was talking to that person, he asked me, he said, he said, what is success? What is success for the church? And you talk to some people and you think, they think if every chair is full and there's people outside waiting to go in every service, that is success. That is not success. That's earthly success. We could get a crowd very easy. It's easy to get crowd, you know, but what is success? Well, when someone comes to church with a destroyed life, broken and hurting, and they meet Jesus, and God starts setting them free, and the Lord heals them, and now their depressions turn to joy, their brokenness is, is healed, and now they're able to minister to others out of the same pain that they came out of, that's success. That is success. Because success is victory. I, I, were, I, I stood with the Lord. He led me through the valley of the shadow of death. I came out on the other side. I seen God deliver me and set me free and heal me. And now I can lead other peoples through that valley using the same anointing and the same word and the same glory that God put on my life. I can walk with them through that valley and take them to victory as well. And so success is victory. Success is when not only you have victory, but you can bring other people into victory. The Bible says he makes you more than a conqueror. 
Amen? So when I see someone who maybe used to be addicted to drugs and the Lord sets them free and now they're healthy, healed, and whole and they're able to stand before others and say, listen, brother, even though that thing tried to kill you, Jesus brought me here to tell you that he wants to set you free and you're not going to lose. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to pray with you through this. We're going to walk together and your family is going to be restored. Your life is going to be healed and you're going to be saved in Jesus' name. When you, could take, when you have that type of testimony... That's success. That's success. That's a person that has become more than a conqueror. I, I, I don't just want you to have victory. I want you to be more than a conqueror. I want you to be able to overcome that devil that tried to kill you and, and beat him up. And then when he tries to mess with somebody that you know, you could go in and kick him there and just stomp on his foot and kick him down. And say, oh, you remember me. You remember me. You remember, you remember what the Lord did to you and the butt whip in your gut? I came back to give you some more. How dare you mess with my children? How dare you mess with my city? How dare you mess with my family? The Bible says he makes you more than a conqueror. Everybody say more than a conqueror. Do you know how much fear rises up in the devil every time he sees you walking in victory? You know what happens the enemy used to, used to, you know, attack my life and, and try to, to go one way or the other. But when I finally stood on the promises of God and I saw the victory in my own life, how quickly the devil ran away from me because, you know, the Bible says that resist the devil and he will run. The Bible says he will flee, which means to run in terror. Not just run, he runs, ah! It says, resist the devil and he shall flee. He shall flee. When I started resisting the devil, he started running away from me. He started running away from me. And so when someone gets around me that has been defeated, and they get close to me, and we start walking together, and that devil shows up to try to attack that person's life, he looks at me, and he sees Jesus in me, and he turns around and starts running. Ah! I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And in the body, we're supposed to minister to one another. It's not about just your butt being in the chair. It's about you ministering to the person to the left and to the right and the person behind you and the person in front of you and anybody that gets around you in this fellowship. That is your ministry. Anybody that walks through this door and says, I'm looking for Christ, they are your ministry. Yeah. We want to look at the pastor. The pastor's supposed to do it all. Listen, the pastor will preach and teach and minister and pray. But it takes the sheep ministering one to another. When you part, become part of the body, the body, the blood flows. It might be in the foot one day, and then it's in the hand the next. But the blood flows. The healing, saving, redeeming blood of Jesus Christ, it flows through that body. And what touches your life and blesses your life and strengthens your life, you might be the hand and strains your hand where you're healed and redeemed and set free and you're walking strong. But then, the, then you, meet an, you meet an elbow that's hurting. Care for that elbow. 
Take care. Sometimes that elbow just needs to be held for a while. Sometimes that elbow needs to be ministered to. Maybe there's, there's a, a muscle in that area that needs to be massaged. Or, you know, there's, there, there's things that need to be ministered to that the hand had the, pro, the power to do. So minister to it. Amen. When people come in that are broken and hurting, they came in the same way you did. Broken and hurting and, and lost and didn't know what truth was and just been beat up by the devil. But they found out that Jesus is real in this place. Amen. But they still got some issues. They got, still got some problems. And, and now many people in their holy self, they think, well, I can't be around those people anymore. You know why they keep coming to church? They got those issues. Trust me. If... if, if if we judge you the way, or if we judge people the way that others want to judge, you wouldn't be here in this church. This church is not for perfect people. If you're perfect, it's because you're, you're not really alive. How many of you got issues? Ooh. Wow. If you didn't raise your hand, you, here's my Bible. You're supposed to be preaching, not me. <laughs> we all got issues. We're going from glory to glory, strength to strength. Nobody is perfect, but we are being made perfect in Christ. You know, the other day, Monday, I went for a run. I ran a couple of miles. Felt good, felt healthy, felt strong. Tuesday. I'm thinking. I'm going running. I'm going to do it. I did it Monday. No problem. I began to stretch a little bit. I said, I got this. I'm going running. I took off running. A couple hundred yards. My ankle says, what are you doing? I tell my ankle, I'm running. And they start shouting at me, hey, 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 slow down. And I'm like, wait a minute, the heart's, my heart says I'm okay. My mind says I'm okay. My, my endurance says I'm okay. No, I'm going to keep on running. And then the ankle said, hey, slow down. And I said, I'm not going to mind you. And then my ankle said, I'm going to slow you down. And I found myself, oh. I don't remember hurting it. I don't remember doing something that caused it to tweak or anything. But I found out that my ankle needed a little bit of ministering. And so I slowed down just to minister to the ankle. I could have gotten angry. I can't, why can't I run like I did yesterday? Why can't I be as strong as yesterday? Why, you, you ankle, you need to leave. No, I sat down on the bench and I just enjoyed myself while my wife was running. <laughs> and I just sat there and I enjoyed everything else ministering to my ankle. That's the way we have to be with the rest of the body. 
There are times we can run real strong and everything is good. But then when a brother or sister is hurting, we need to stop what we're doing and minister to them. You don't understand my, my, my heart is broken because, because something happened bad in my family. You don't understand my, I'm not happy because I'm dealing with some issues at home. You don't understand I'm not happy because there's some health things that are going on in my life. You don't understand I'm kind of confused in this faith thing and I don't understand the word of God. And can somebody teach me? Can we have compassion for one another? Because you have to understand, if you bless them, you're blessing the body. Because if the ankle is strong, the foot is strong, and the legs are strong, and you can walk better. I have pastors that come to me and say, Pastor, how can you go on these crusades? What, does the church suffer? I say, no, the church doesn't suffer. Matter of fact, they enjoy it. They push me out. They're looking for the reports. And they tell me all the things that happen while I'm gone. There's a church stuff. I said, no, I got pastors, I got ministers, I got people in this church that are full of the Holy Ghost and they preach with authority and power and the anointing of God's upon their life. There's a church stuff. No, people come, they enjoy it. God, God is moving. Because the church is not about Kevin. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. I might be on a mission somewhere because God sent me there, but the body is strong. But we're that way because we didn't forget about everybody else. It wasn't about an event of coming to church. Our focus was not trying to get people in the doors to sit in, in chairs. Our focus was to see people's lives transformed by the glory of God. What is success? Success was in that person who's defeated is now walking in victory. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. Why do we exist as a church? Because people who are broken need a place to be healed. But once they're healed, why come back? See, that's what I realized. I've been asking God. I said, you know, God, you know, uh, this, this Sunday, me and my wife are celebrating 12 years, I believe. 12 years of being seen pastor. That's a long time. Amen. And I still got hair. But when we started, it wasn't about, the, about filling the, the church with people. It was about filling the people with God. Amen. And so when you, when you look at our ministers and the people in the church, they're, they, they're all ex-something. They've been broken. They've been beaten. But we walked with them. They, none of them thought they were going to be pastors. Matter of fact, you know, this church has been here a long time, but every minister that was in this church, they left when I became pastor. Well, actually, they left before I became pastor, but they, if they were still here, they left when I became pastor. I mean, I think I was like the final nail. No, that's it. Kevin's pastor. Woo. But everybody that, that's in this church, every minister, they just grew. In the word, they, they allowed the anointing of God to come upon them. The Lord gave them victory. They began to rise up, become strong in the word of God, strong in the anointing of God. When they were going through issues, we ministered to them. We stopped. What, listen, here's the thing about the body. When you are running and everything's feeling good, awesome, we're running, glory of God, anointing, revival, revival, revival. And then your, your foot says, hey, slow down. I need ministering. And then we stopped. Because we saw 
some people that were hurt and some people that were broken. And we stop just to minister to each person that we can minister to and help them grow and help them be healed and, and, and repair. And then once they became strong again, we began to run again in that area. We cannot forget to minister to one another. Here is the problem that we have. You need to know the rest of your body. Can I say that again? You. You, 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 you need to know the rest of the body. Because the body is supposed to minister to one another. Amen. You know, it's very difficult for the elbow to minister to the foot. You have to be very talented to get there. But the hand can. And so if you are part of that body that can minister to one another, you need to be part of ministering. Well, pastor, I'm not a pastor. But you're a part of the body? Yes. So minister. Help them. Encourage them. It might be just, hey, you going to church? No, why not? Well, I think I wanted to sleep. Sleep! You can sleep all the other hours of the day. This is the day of the Lord. We're going to go worship God. You need to get there. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, some of you need to, need to minister to each other, sometimes forcefully. How many of y'all like massages? Some of you need to get deep tissue massages sometimes. Deep tissues are like, ah, 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 when they're done, ah. Some of you need to minister that way. Sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, sister, we miss you. Would you come to church? You know, we, oh, yes, I'll, 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 I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Okay, okay. God bless you. And then, and then you don't see them after a while, and then you, you know, they, they start talking all negative, and, and their life is being changed, being pulled back in towards the world. Hey, where were you Sunday? What do you mean? Where were you? Don't you know that Jesus loves you? Don't you know you missed the time being in the body of Christ and spending time in the fellowship of the Lord, growing in faith? Where were you? Well, I was busy. Doing what? I was sleeping. Why are you sleeping? Because I stayed out late. Why are you stay out late? I went partying and I did hate it myself. I feel so guilty. Look, none of that matters. Let's go to church. I'm picking you up, but I'm not ready. I think the pastor's going to judge me. Listen, the pastor doesn't care if, what happened yesterday. All that matters is what, what's happening today. Today's the day of the Lord. Let's worship God together. I mean, just because you're dirty doesn't mean you can't come into the bath and, and get washed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to be a little forceful. What are you doing? I'm coming over. But, but I'm, I don't want to go. No, I'm coming over. You're my brother. You're my sister. I love you. You're part of the body of Christ. We miss you. We need you. I can't be whole without the foot. I walk with the limp. You start seeing us walking like this. What's going on? The foot decided to stay home. <laughs> Pastor, why do you keep on using your left? Because well, I'm missing the right. It stayed home. 
We need each other. And we need to minister to each other. As much as we can minister from the altar, the reason why many of you have grown so much was not because of the pastor's preaching. That's part of it. That's like the heartbeat. That's the, the spirit moving. But it's because of what God did outside of the altar, off the altar, between one another, where your brother prayed for another brother, sister prayed for each other. People prayed and encouraged each other. Amen. I started thinking, you know, why are we full of people? I think we got the greatest church. I really do. You know how many evangelists come through this church and they literally, Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys have just kept the Spirit of God just flowing in this place. Thank you. This is like the greatest place to preach. Your people are so hungry and desperate for God. Thank you. I mean, it's like open heavens church. And I'm like, yes, I know. I love that. Where are the people? Where are the people? We've been doing this 12 years by now. You know how many thousands of people we led to Christ? If we, if just the people who gave their life to Christ, we would fill this place at least 100 times over. I'm just literally saying that. That's true. The people who came in here, God saved. What, why aren't they staying? Let me ask you all a question. How many of you just go to the hospital just to visit? I'm going to visit the hospital. Are you sick? No. Just, there's someone you know? No. I'm just going to go and, and walk in the hallway of the hospital just to visit. I'm just going to visit the hospital. <clears throat> Does anybody, any of you do that just to visit the hospital? You know what? That looks like a nice hospital. I'm going to go walk in the hospital and hang out. What are you doing in the hospital? Just visiting. You might visit because of a friend. You might visit because, but you don't just stop at every hospital. You don't think, okay, what's there to do in this city? Parks, museums, hospitals. Let's go to the hospital. No, you go to the hospital because there's a reason. I'm hurting. I need help. There's a friend that needs, I'm going to visit. I want to tell you, for the unbeliever, the church is a hospital. The sick are healed. But for the, for the believer, the church is a home. Why do you come to church? Because I'm coming home. I have my family there. Everybody say family. My family's there. My fa I'm, coming to, I'm going to, to, to spend time with my family. Everybody say family. And so we come to church day after day, week after week, to be with our family. It's not even about how good the preacher is. It's about the family. That's, that's my brother. That's my sister. I, I need to be in the family because I want to make sure that they're, they're strong. And I, I want to make sure that they keep me strong. And so why do people stay home? It's because they haven't accepted their family. They have no vision that they're here for somebody else. Touch your neighbor. Just touch them. Just touch their hand. Touch their, yeah, touch their hand. You got to start touching your neighbors, like being friends with them, spending time with them, and, and knowing them. And, 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 and yeah, you know, they might be weird, but isn't most families pretty weird? I mean, there's usually, there's usually that one person that's kind of weird in the family, you know? <laughs> And, and everybody says, you know, oh, yeah, that's uncle so-and-so, that's Theo so-and-so, and that's aunt so-and-so, and she's the one that's a little weird. 
And if, and if you don't know who the weird one is in your family, most likely you're the one. Most likely you're the one. And, and, and just like a good family, if, if, you're, if your brother was hurting, wouldn't you want to do something to at least help him? Hey, daddy didn't raise us that way. Why, why, why are you starting to operate and do those things that are contrary to our family values? That's not who we are. We have a name that's above every name. That's for other people's family. That's not our family. Our family does not do those things. Amen. We know better. Sometimes we need one another just to somebody to say, hey, hey, you know better. Yeah, but I just feel like that. I know what you feel, but that's not the way we're raised. That's not the values of the family. That's not the ways of, of our father. No, we're supposed to be more like him, not him like us. And we need that encouragement. Everybody say encouragement. encouragement. Amen. And so I just want to leave you with that today. And let you know that you're needed, you're loved, you're welcomed, and you're family. If you're not here, it hurts. You know, I, I might not feel it on the pulpit when I'm preaching. And I might not notice it, I might not recognize it. But when I start seeing the fruits in your life and it doesn't look like the things of God that are growing in your life, you're going to hurt. And then when you're broken, you're going to start saying, well, I'm not going back to that church because I went to that church and I wasn't healed. Yeah, you were healed when you came. But the reason why you haven't experienced the victory is because you didn't keep on coming. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. Why, does people, why do people want to sit in the back of the church? All you do is see people go to the bathrooms. That's it. I'd be fighting from the, for the front chairs. I would be like, hey, bro, move over. No, no, I don't want to move over. Okay, look, next week I get shotgun. Amen. You know, because here's the thing. Life is not meant to be separated. We're not meant to be separated. If we're separated, we're weak. But if we're united together, we are reminded about who we are in Christ. We grow strong together. You know, Bible school starting up. How many of you think about, about, have been thinking and praying about Bible school? Let me see your hands. Awesome. Bible school is getting ready to start. You guys should be a part of it. But I want to tell you the growth in Bible school. I love what happens at Bible school. I, you know, you see everybody, in Bible, nobody, nobody goes to Bible school and says, man, I just have to endure and suffer, but I hate Bible school. I have not heard that person. Everybody in Bible school is like, oh, I know I shouldn't go, but I know Addie's going to call me. <laughs> not pointing any fingers over there. She's going to drag me. And, 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 but, but at the end, it's like, I made it. I made it, but it was because my sister... Amen. Like, like my wife, you know, she, she heads at the Bible school. And so, you know, my wife, you know, when you meet her, she's lovely. She's, you know, she walks on, on roses and butterflies, just fly around her wherever she goes. But, but when you get close in the Bible school, 
and, and you go off the wrong way. Where were you? Hey, where were you? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, 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 no. Come, 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 come. But, but I don't, no, 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 no. Come, come. You got it. She puts you in order. She puts you in order. I love you, babe. You're so awesome. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm safe at the altar. Because you know? <laughs> there's witnesses. <laughs> And you ever wonder why we don't want to leave and we're just hanging out and we're just, you know. And, and if you ever come to church and, and you feel like, man, I just don't want to be here, it's because you're not home. Amen. You're not home. But when you're home, it's just like, man, is there church tomorrow? No, why not? Why not? And, and, and we're, we're just home. This is family. You know, what's awesome about it, if there was ever something going on, you know you run into this place and there's someone here to love you. Yes. And they don't have to have a pastor in front of their name. They're just someone that loves God. And because they love God, they love you because you're family. Amen. Just, imagine, just imagine how awesome your kids will grow up being surrounded by the family of God. Amen. Amen. And so I want to give you vision. Why do I come? Week after week, day after day to church. It's because it's not just for you. It's for that person that doesn't know God, that, that they come in here. Because, you know, I, we can raise them pretty quick, but together, man, they get, they grow so fast. In Bible school, they were encouraging each other. It wasn't even about the curriculum. The reason why they grew in the things of God is because they had brothers and sisters that encouraged them. Amen. Amen. And you know how awesome it is to come into the house of God and hear the love of God, hear about the love of God and the word of God being preached and experience the presence of the Lord and to be reminded that you're not crazy, but the rest of the world is. Amen. Because the dad, our father just shows up and puts his arms of love around us and says, son, I've been wanting to spend all day with you. I've been watching over you. I've been guarding over you. I've been walking with you. But now, this is your time of rest, to just spend time in, my, in your presence, in my presence. Amen. Say, this is my house. This is my home. This church, this church wasn't built by a pastor. This church was built by family. The chairs that you, saw, you sit on, people gave so that those chairs could be purchased. Everything here is about family. It's not an event. It's not a movie theater. Trust me, if you want to be entertained, go to the movies. You'll have a great time. But if you're looking for love and you're looking for family and for people that will help me grow, you're at the best place. You can't find this in school. You can't find this in work. You can't find this in society. Every one of those things, the only thing they want is what you can give to them. And once you can't give to them, they'll give you a watch and leave you out and, and, and send you home. But here, we're family. And so if you're not here, we miss you. Why? Because you're family. Home is not home without you. Amen? And your life is going to be blessed and changed. You're going you're to grow so much with God because people truly do love you. And God loves you. And everything that we do is so that you could be blessed and have victory in life through faith in God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.